Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1684 today, and thank you so much for joining me for it. Thank you for subscribing to the show if you're doing that already. And thank you so much to our patrons of the show who are helping to make this possible for you every single day. And you can learn more about becoming a patron at patreon.com slash SW7X7. Today we're going to be talking about the Living Force and the Cosmic Force one more time. We're going to be wrapping up that conversation because, quite honestly, we may have overthought it here. And by we, I mean me. As far as what the actual awakening is and giving you the difference between the Living Force and the Cosmic Force, well, you know, that's all well and good as we did on Sunday's episode and still stand by everything there. But I think I've used the difference between the Cosmic Force and the Living Force to do some mental gymnastics that maybe perhaps aren't warranted. And so we're going to set the record straight on that. And we're also going to, you know, dive into a little, you know, fun speculation territory as well. So what I want to revisit is the idea that the awakening, as it were, the awakening that's referred to referred to in The Force Awakens, you know, it really seems like it should be that moment where Rey touches the old lightsaber of Luke Skywalker, which was, in fact, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber to boot, but, you know, it just doesn't hold up the more you look at it. So, going back to the Complete Visual Dictionary, which also is itself part of the Force Awakens Visual Dictionary, and there's a line in there about how the turbulence in the cosmic force coincides with the adventures of Rey and Finn on Jakku. It's pretty specific about that. So right there, we kind of have to dismiss the idea that Snoke is necessarily you know, having trouble <laughs> differentiating between past and future and checking in with the cosmic force and thinking that there's been an awakening. And ultimately, the awakening that Snoke is talking about anyway doesn't have anything to do with Rey. It actually has to do with the cosmic force. And he doesn't necessarily know what is going on with the cosmic force or with Rey in specific. He just knows that there has been some sort of awakening. And specifically, it's an awakening in the cosmic force. It's not about Rey. And I think there's still a portion of our brains that wants to and that's not a you know saying our and i mean my brain that's you and i and a lot of star wars fans that wants to make something of that moment when kylo ren throws his lieutenant across the control room and says what girl you know and the fact that you know finn was being accompanied by a girl and we all think oh my gosh that must mean that kylo has some suspicion about ray that there's something actually going on there and you know that's not really the case it certainly isn't borne out by what's been going on over the last two movies and in fact it may just be that he's been living the jedi lifestyle for you know far too long before then he went into the sith lifestyle and he you know just needs the company of a woman in his particular case you know it seems like that is certainly a possibility and I'm saying the Jedi and the Sith, you know, the Jedi, yeah, certainly. The Sith, I mean, not so much because it's just more as a general dark side user. Or, as the Visual Dictionary says, the archetype of a new kind of dark side user that is able to incorporate both dark and light elements into the body of work. 
So instead of it being anything to do with Ray, it is the cosmic force that creates the turbulence that catches Snoke's attention. And it coincides with, as the Visual Dictionary says, Ray and Finn and they're goofing around on Jakku. And beyond that, I guess the question then becomes, why is the cosmic force getting turbulent over this? And I think ultimately it may come down to the same sort of idea that we talked about on Sunday's episode, the idea that from a probability standpoint with, you know, the past and the future being, you know, in motion or particularly, you know, the future being in motion, but the past and the future all sort of coexisting at one moment in time, at least from the perspective of the cosmic force. The fact that, you know, with time's arrow moving in a certain direction and once you get closer to the future moment, the probabilities of what could happen in a future moment certainly are reduced to a manageable subset of expectations that the adventures of Finn and Rey on Jakku may have occurred at a point where it was close enough to the future of, oh my gosh, we're going to have some sort of conflict with um, with Snoke and with Kylo Ren, and finally we have the light rising to meet the darkness, and it was you know that particular activation that had something to do with it. Then, this is where you can get into speculation territory, why is it that that particular moment happened to awaken whatever, you know, force sensitivity, force activity in Ray. I mean, is it just the crisis thing that we talked about in a previous episode? Or is there something more malevolent at work? I mean, we already know that the Emperor and or Darth Plagueis did some fiddling with midichlorians to create the <laughs> embryo of Anakin Skywalker. So is it possible that Snoke and or Kylo Ren, probably not Kylo Ren, right? Doesn't seem right. But could Snoke have anything to do with getting Rey's force abilities to awaken? And I actually don't think that's possible. And the primary reason why is that even though Kylo Ren was sort of found lacking in Snoke's eyes at the beginning of The Last Jedi, and that he had been bested by you know somebody with no experience, no training whatsoever, Snoke did not actually make any attempt to convert Rey to the dark side of the Force. And already we know that she's not going because Kylo Ren couldn't get her to turn to the dark side of the Force or to you know say, hey, yes, I'll be your teacher or anything like that at the end of The Force Awakens. Now, whether Snoke knows that's the case, I'd probably bet that he figured that out. And so, yeah, I don't think he necessarily stimulated it because he is not yet looking for a replacement for Kylo Ren. I think he's just starting to think of that possibility. And I think he thinks that Rey is too far gone to the light side of the Force to have any chance of replacing Ren, which definitely puts everything on a trajectory that's different from, say, The Empire Strikes Back. You know, we've talked on the podcast a lot, you and I, about the fact that, you know, there was a lot about The Force Awakens that echoed the original Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. And so, by extension, it sort of put Ryan Johnson for The Last Jedi in a very specific position that meant that he was going to just by default end up replicating some things that were similar to The Empire Strikes Back in the same way that J.J. Amos replicated things that were similar to A New Hope. But in this case, it actually kind of subverted expectations because 
even pinned into certain situations, Ryan Johnson actually did something different. He moved what would have been a Return of the Jedi-like confrontation into the middle movie, had a similar result in that the Master was killed, but was different in that the Master did not want to take on the new kid in town as his new apprentice, and was also different in that the current apprentice was not only able to kill his master but was perfectly fine as a result of it and was able to take over the throne of the first order as opposed to Darth Vader who didn't actually survive the events of Return of the Jedi so yeah a whole different situation entirely so now that the cosmic force has been awakened we're gonna see some things that you know I'll talk about here in just a moment and I will just say before I do that I hope you will subscribe to the show that if you're not doing it already that you please consider it and that you also please consider supporting this daily dose of Star Wars joy by joining me at patreon.com slash SW7X7. And the Cosmic Force, now that it has awakened, well, at the time there were only a couple of people, according to the Visual Dictionary, particularly Snoke, and Kylo Ren, who were actually able to be attuned to this turbulence, suggesting that not only did the Force go, dorm go dormant in the galaxy, but also potential Force-sensitive, potential Force users, could not actually sense it themselves. And so now that the Force has awakened, this suggests that all sorts of you know light side and dark side users could be awakening themselves or suddenly feeling like, oh, hey, something's going on inside of me and I don't necessarily know what it is, but this is a different feeling from anything I've had before and yet it feels so right. And so I think that is something that could be on deck for episode nine as well. The awakening following through to you know thousands, millions. I mean, what is the actual you know, demographic penetration of force abilities on the galaxy? I have no idea. Is it 1%, 5%, 10%? I don't know. But yeah, I think it's about to awaken pretty much in everyone in whom it could possibly be awakened going forward. At least, you know, for this cycle of galactic events. <laughs> and that is going to do it for the show today. Thank you so much again for joining me for it. And as always, may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.